Hello and welcome to the True North CFL podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Leach. My God. You can follow me at Jimmy Leach CFL. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor Curry SK. I'm Carter Kennington. You can follow me on Instagram at Carter Kennington and on Twitter at Carter Doing Radio. My God. And don't forget to follow our socials. You can find the podcast on Instagram at True North CFL Pod. You can find us on Twitter as well, True North CFL Podcast. And we're on YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So go check us out. Definitely. And today, again, I apologize. We haven't uh, had a show in a while. That's just because, obviously, with COVID, we've been busy. I've personally, I've had a lot of classes, and we have had some scheduling conflicts. There's been no CFL either, so that's been kind of tough. Yeah, so we're going to talk today about the... Big, big news, which is the season cancellation and the opt-out list uh, is not going to be the full list because all the players, they have till Monday to opt out. So today we are recording this on Sunday. So the day before that final date that they have there. And also we have a little special uh, presentation for you guys. We are, we have... Uh, some of the guys who do a lot of background work for the show that you normally don't see on the podcast, we have James, who I work with on all our draft stuff. He's a U-sports player, good dude. He really knows his stuff. So, James, I'll let you plug your stuff now. Go for it, bro. Hi, I'm James Tees. You can follow me at James underscore Tees on Instagram. Uh, you may have seen my stuff on the page, interviews, as well as video edits. Uh, that's some of the stuff I do for the page. And time to pass it on to some of the other lovely gentlemen that make this show happen. Definitely. James James and Taylor are, are both great editors, and a lot of our posts on our social media are theirs. And now I'm going to pass it off to... Logan, who he compiles a lot of news stories for us, but he's also our backup emergency host. So if you've been following the show for a while, you will have probably heard him once or twice on the show. And I'll let him plug his stuff now. Uh, hi, I'm Logan. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, logan.martins. So last but definitely not least uh honestly we probably couldn't do the show without him uh we have our editor brandon who i believe he's you've heard his voice on one episode but otherwise he doesn't really get to have much of a voice so i'll kick it over to you brandon yeah i'm brandon i edit all the episodes and i monitor some of the social media and do that kind of stuff um yeah that's about it can't really find me anywhere. <laughs> uh, now we've got the introductions out of the way. We are going to give our thoughts on the opt-out list. Obviously, with the season being uh, canceled, we're probably going to have to figure out what to do with the show. We might try to do monthly shows. We might do it every two months. We're, we're not 100% sure on that yet. So we'll update you guys on our social medias when we figure something out. So. Make sure to follow those who want to be kept in the loop. So now we're going to go, I'm going to go over the opt-out list. Once that's done, we're going to talk about who we uh, each think is most likely to stick. And then after that, we're going to give you guys a bit of a Q&A so you guys can learn a little bit more about each of us. Yeah, some notable names include... Let's go with Nate Hawley, Richie Leone, Dakota Shepley, blah, blah, blah. blah. Anthony! <laughs> Don't forget my dude Anthony. <laughs> Just like, all right. Free my dude Anthony. Um, right, I'll that, t- that, that name makes me think he'd be in prison. <laughs> yeah. Free my dude no, Anthony. He did no, not bro, 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 bro. If my name was Anthony, I'd kill someone. <laughs> Facts. All right. I'll take it from the top. In three, two, one. Okay. So some notable names on the opt-out list include uh, Jeff Richards, defensive back Toronto, Calgary linebacker Nate Hawley, Ottawa punter Richie Leone, Saskatchewan offensive lineman Dakota Shepley, Saskatchewan linebacker Dion Lacey, Calgary linebacker Wynton McManus, 
Uh, Toronto quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Saskatchewan punter John Ryan and Saskatchewan kicker Brett Lowther. You also had Edmonton wide receiver Ricky Collins opt out. Let's see, I was going over notable names here. So let's look. That's not it. Oh, we have Javon Santos Knox of Edmonton also opting out. We have, let's see, Cameron Judge of the Saskatchewan Rock Riders. I remember that one. Uh, linebacker, he opted out. Um, Tevin Mitchell, also of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, decided to opt out. Ottawa receiver Jalen Saunders, who just came back after an injury, has opted out. And BC kicker Sergio Castillo has also opted out of his contract to pursue NFL opportunities. So those are some of the names of players that have opted out. So I'm going to pass it. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. Also, this list hasn't been completely updated. I'm using a list on the CFL website. Vernon Adams, Montreal's quarterback, has also opted out. So, of some of the players on this list, who do you guys think is most likely to, you know, stick around in the NFL for either, like, a practice roster spot or, you know, might actually have a shot at making the rosters? The only the only people I can see is maybe... I heard McLeod Bethel Thompson's name, like, Adam Schefter, I think, tweeted about him, so maybe him. But other than that, kickers and punters have been going, so maybe like John Ryan. But I hope these, like, I wish these guys the best. But I don't know if a lot of them are going to stick because they, like, why wouldn't they be there if, like, yeah, they'd be there already, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I like Santos Knox, but like, so I think he might grab a practice roster spot. But besides that, I pretty much agree with everything that uh, that Taylor said. Yeah. I per oh sorry, my my apologies, Brandon. I think like you guys are kinda of sleeping on Lothar too. Like I could see him being on a practice roster. Like to be honest, none of these guys I can actually see cracking like a starting roster spot anywhere. But I don't know, like some of the kickers, like what Taylor said, like tons of NFL teams will take a kicker on a practice roster. I I don't think anyone would really stick except Shepley. Linemen, I think, are the best bet to stick. <clears throat> but O-linemen, not D-linemen, because D-linemen, the CFL are so small, it's ridiculous compared to NFL. Like, the size difference is crazy in D-ends and D-tackles compared to the CFL. But I think O-linemen, I think Shepley has a really good chance to stick because I think the, the, the Niners have a really good center, and they have elite tackles, but their interior line, which Shepley will play at that level, is pretty poo. So I think he has a chance, maybe not to start, but be like a third-string guy or practice squad guy and kind of work his way up because he's a, he's a tremendous O-line prospect. I definitely think that's fair. Uh, who do you think is going to stick, Logan? Uh, I'm with James here. I think Shepley will uh, will stick. Uh, I heard he, he beat out three former NFL draft picks. Um, when he signed to San Francisco, uh, they said that he had three days to compete for a spot. So I don't know if he made it yet. I think the three days are up. Uh, we, I don't think we've, we've heard anything, but yeah, I think it'll stick. Fair enough. Uh, for me, uh, I think, yeah, Shepley definitely has a shot of sticking. Some of the other guys that I think could stick are guys that kind of have cut their teeth on special teams and are relatively young. So a guy, for example, like Wynton McManus, who can play special teams, probably could stick around a bit longer, and maybe he develops into something. That's kind of what happened in Calgary this year. He's only 24, so he's not super old. So I can see a guy like him or Nate Hawley maybe sticking around or like maybe getting a longer look. Maybe not making a roster. And he, that I guess that counts for a guy like Cameron Judge, too, because Judge is, I think he's a year older. He's 25, but he was uh, he was the captain of UCLA's special teams, and he was, like, the ace guy there. So I feel like he could also stick, and 
Some of the kickers maybe because that's a spot that, you know, NFL teams kind of have a shorter temper with in terms of performance. So you could probably see a guy like Lothar who's got a lot of range or, you know, John Ryan who's been an NFL punter before. Maybe guys like that will get looks in the NFL with the expanded practice rosters. John Ryan is isn't was an NFL punter. He is an NFL punter, baby. I think the CFL, he was too good for. Bro, he was so sick in Seattle. He was good with Buffalo. I don't know why no one gave him a second chance. But the difference is CFL, there's less of a drop-off with being a kicker. You know, like O-line and being a kicker, I think the drop-off isn't as crazy as people think. That's why I think those guys have the potential to stick. Yeah, I also think that yeah. with, like, going back to Shepley, Shepley for a second, he's only 25 years old, too, so he's got tons of time in the league, too, if they do decide to bring him on and do something with him. Yeah, for sure. I agree with a lot of those takes. And so with that kind of concluded... We're going to get into our questions for everybody, our little Q&A here. We have about seven questions, I believe. So let's get into those. So the first question is going to be, what all got you into the CFL in the first place? Oh, I guess, yeah, I'll answer first. I've uh, just been going to games since I can ever remember being uh, like in Saskatchewan. I mean, it's pretty much all we had to do, so... Yeah, just, I mean, I grew up with it. It's our culture here, so it's just, it's in my blood. Um, it's kind of in my blood in a different way. My dad uh, worked for the Bombers as the, he was the stadium ops supervisor uh, when he retired, but he was the stadium ops manager for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, he worked for the Bombers. We had season tickets. We had, you know, pretty much any event that was happening there that we wanted to go to, we just got to go to. And yeah, it was sort of like, that's what we grew up with. We didn't have the Jets at the time. We had the Moose, but like nobody really cared. So yeah, just sort of grew up with it. Same way as Taylor, but yeah, just in Winnipeg instead. Uh, well, I'm from Calgary, kind of born and raised. Uh, my dad's kind of jumped around a lot when he was younger. He briefly did marketing stuff with the bomber. I mean, uh, Ryder, sorry. My dad's from Winnipeg, but uh, my dad actually, if anyone remembers the Mark's hardest hitter, award my dad used to like give that out or something it was something like that i know he worked with the riders for a little bit uh and he also went to games growing up all the time and you know it's something we bonded over was football and also being a really really big kid well i play youth sports now that i just i just breathe football you know that's my everyday life playing it but I just love the Stampeders. I come from a city with a rich tradition where the team's been consistently good, so it's easy to root for a team like Calgary being born and raised and living in an area of town where the biggest sport is football. Uh, I had not, I don't have too crazy of a story as you know James or uh, Carter, but I, my parents grew up as fans of the Rough Riders, and they just had it on every weekend And when, when I was growing up, so I kind of just Grew up watching the Riders play, and that's how that's how I became a fan of the CFL and fan of the Riders. Yeah, I was kind of born into it too, where my dad was always such a big CFL fan, and I like grew up in Winnipeg, and uh, he's from Winnipeg, so it was always going to Bomber games, and he used to be the um, manager of the Bomber store there, so I always got to go onto the field after practices and meet some of the players and. Like most of my memories are just going to games with my dad and going to the old Canadian stadium with him and hanging out on the field after practices and all that. So I've kind of just, I haven't really taken it seriously and like watched it really seriously and except for like two years ago, but that's kind of how I got into it was just my dad always taking me to games and being a big part of it and something for us to bond over. Wow. I didn't know so many of us were bored into it. Um, I kind of was too. My grandfather was actually the team doctor for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the 60s and early 70s. And kind of during that run Lancaster and George Reed era, they I remember my mom used to tell me all these stories about how she used to play catch with the riders out at the lake and stuff and all this, these other cool things. And 
my family's been heavily involved with local football. One of the football conferences in the city I live in is actually named after my family because my grandfather was also very big into high school football and just local sports in general. He used to also be the doctor for the Regina Pats. And yeah, just again, I was really born into it. My grandma was also on the board of directors for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I believe she was the first uh, female to be on a professional board of directors for a team, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And yeah, I've just, again, been born into it. My cousin and my uncle both played in the CFL, so I have a little bit of a blood connection there, too, so that's kind of how I got into it. And then, yeah, so I think that clears everything up. It is very interesting because I didn't know everybody had those connections to the league, too. I thought that was really going to be just me, you know, but that's cool. Mm. And then next question is, who is your favorite all-time player that played in the CFL? It can be current or it can be like a past player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... So one of mine would probably have to be uh, Maurice Lloyd and Wes Cates, just because when I was in high school, right after they won the 07 Great Cup, they came to our school and, you know, they, they let us wear their rings and stuff and they gave us big talks on the game and stuff. So probably them, for sure. And Deron Carter, sorry. Deron Carter. Too. Oh, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, favorite all-time player has to be Milt Stiegel. Growing up watching him, seeing how amazing he was, even as like a little, little kid, I understood like the magnitude of how good he was. Um, I was in the stands when he, uh, when he broke the record and he got that trophy since he like broke three records in one night. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Milt Stiegel. Just has a little special spot in my heart, man. Uh, well, being in Calgary, there was kind of a few. There's a guy I didn't really get to grow up uh, watching, but he was a coach of mine. So, I was, and he really had an impact on me coaching. If anyone knows Will Johnson, he was a all-time sack leader in Calgary. But I guess guys that I watched definitely Charleston Hughes and um. John Cornish, you know, I still love Charleston Hughes because I actually started playing football as a D lineman and I just loved Charleston Hughes. That guy's like, he was, I think Calgary kind of did him wrong trading him. And, you know, even though he's on the Riders, which is my least favorite team, sorry guys, I just, I really still like the guy because of what he did in Calgary. He was just, just a sick dude. Like meeting him, he was the nicest guy. And that he's still playing at a high level now and that he's kind of one of these dudes who's an American who loves Canada and has cemented his name in Canadian football as one of these American guys. But I'm sorry if I'm jumping all around. Also, Henry Burris, that guy, his family still lives in Calgary. He has a, he had a restaurant and he's also the nicest guy ever. He loves Canada. These guys are like American dudes who adopted Canada and it's kind of their home now, if you know what I mean. Besides... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cornish, where he is from Canada, but those are the guys I kind of appreciate and look up to. Uh, mine, like, I want to say West Case, but I didn't really get to see him play like I saw him play at the end of his career. But, well, I, I guess current, but not for the Riders, uh, Naaman Roosevelt. Um, my first game, I went, or actually, no, it was my second game I uh, ever went to. Um, he balled out, and I've been a fan of him ever since. I've I've met him a few times. He's a really nice guy. Uh, he was actually like the second Rep Rider jersey I got ever, and uh, kind of sucks that he went to Montreal this year, but oh well. Yeah. Um, I've kind of got two favorites. Like again, with my dad being a part of the Bombers, I got to meet a couple of them, and. There's actually a guy that used to be on the Bomber defense and I think BC, his name was Brandon Stewart also, just last name spelled a little different. So I kind of had a connection to him with our name. So I kind of like drew towards him and meeting him after the practices and everything and talking to him. And my dad was good friends with him. So like I have him on Facebook and everything. So he's definitely one of my favorites. And on the Bombers, he was amazing, like made some pretty big highlights that I'll forever remember. 
and another one probably be Milt Stiegel, obviously, because I'm a Bomber fan. He's probably the greatest Bomber to ever play. And so, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I've gotten to meet him a bunch, too, after games and going to, like, banjo bowls and stuff like that. They always got the panel sitting there. So I've gotten a couple of his autographs. And, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, For me, aside for probably my cousin and uncle, obviously, uh, Jerry Inglis and Taylor Inglis, respectively, I would have to say what... Two of my favorite players are Chris Getzlaff, who my mom actually taught him in high school. Um, he's a really nice guy. I've, you know, we used to see him after games all the time, and sometimes he'd recognize us on the street and say hi. You know, he was a genuinely good dude. And probably my favorite player, uh, like from a playing perspective, probably Andy Fantuz, because I kind of caught him when he was just so good. I remember with the riders for so long back in those great cut runs of 2009 and 2010, he was just so consistent, just a productive guy. And he was also Canadian. So it was just, you know, he was definitely one of my favorite players growing up. And then we, we sort of answered this kind of when we were answering our favorite players, but just to say it again, what team do all of you guys cheer for? Uh, yeah, Rough Riders for sure. I'm a Winnipeg boy. I am a Calgary Stampeders fan through and through. No other team will uh, take my heart unless uh, I get drafted to one, hopefully, eventually, when my college career ends. Riders. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I was born in Winnipeg, so Winnipeg, obviously, but my grandpa was never a big fan, but always had the Argos as number two in his heart. So if there wasn't any bombers or if anything happened to the bombers, it'd probably be the Argos. Fair. That's fair. Uh, For me, I would go with the Riders. I also lived in Winnipeg for a little bit, but I remember what kind of turned me off of being a bomber fan was like, they would boo their own team. Like if they weren't playing well and stuff. And I just remember like, I, I would just think it's like, dude, as a player, like, who would want to, you know, go to a home game and just be booed out of your own stadium? Like, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in their past have been bad, but say what you want, you know, it's very rare that you see Rider fans, you know, boo their own team. So that is partly why I stuck with the Riders. And then, yeah, so that answers that question. And then what inspired us to make the podcast? Well, I'll I'll tell the story, then you guys can add to it if you want, okay? So what happened is all of us are in a CFL group chat, right? And this is something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to have, you know, a podcast like this because, you know, I thought it'd be fun. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, Sports Cage and the Pitbulls podcast and things like that, which is another fan-made podcast. And I thought, hey, it'd be super cool to do this stuff, but I don't have any of the tech savvy to do this. And I remember the topic did come up in the chat once. Yeah, I, I said, yeah, I've had... Just yeah, that. I was like, I know. It was like, uh, you know, I have this idea, but I don't know how to do this. And Brandon came in and was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, oh? And then... I'd be like, okay, so if we were to do this, uh, you know, who would want to be hosts? And there are a couple guys who stepped up. Carter, Taylor, Logan also stepped up. And originally we had Joe, but unfortunately I believe he had other commitments. So if you really go back and listen to episode one of our podcast, you know, he was one of our original hosts. And James... I don't know if James is on board right away or he came later on, but James has. Yeah, I, he... I was always on board. The issue was I was playing university football. And when we started, I was in a training camp in my first. It was my first year of uni. So it was just so hard to do anything or like we'd record at odd times where I'm so far ahead and I'd have to be up at. 5 a.m. to go to workouts you know so it was tough I was always on board uh I don't know if a lot of the guys in here know this but I actually have a diploma in broadcasting I actually was a professional videographer 
uh, while I was in school and stuff. And like, I shot for like famous people, like bands and stuff in Calgary, like Alessia Cara, like some other bands. I'm just not going to get into it. Like, I have a piece of paper that says I can do this stuff, but football, like, is the main is my end goal you know like why i got into it sorry to hijack this but it's just i live and breathe football besides playing i love football it's one of those things i think about all the time i know it may be a little lame but i just love what football has done for me in my life and just like what it's done for other people it brings people together and i just i love this sport and i can't even begin to say the amount of great things football has done for me yeah and another thing too, yeah for sure another thing too is like the original idea is like in the group chat i brought it up once like way before we actually started because the guy that's our admin of our group chat i was like oh him and all of his little group of instagram people should do it but they didn't want their identities leaked so mike kind of took the reins to get people together from the group to get stuff done yeah, yeah sure. I, it was a little and bit then, late to the sorry i'll sort of say my little bit on it before we move on yeah um, go for it i i was uh, a little late to the party i think because uh, you guys had all your hosts and then i sort of like jumped in and i was like hey i could be a backup host if needed and then oh yeah sure. and then i remember was, that um, i was going out to um i'm in winnipeg and we were going out to Kelowna, bc we were visiting my sister who lives out there and we were driving and I remember I had to record, uh, I was going to do one episode um, actually in Kelowna and then do one episode on the drive back, but I got like super, super sick on the, uh, on the night of the um, first episode that I was supposed to be on. So I think we had to grab, uh, did, was it Logan for that one? Yeah, I think we pulled Logan yeah. in for that episode. Then, uh, so my first podcast that I recorded, I recorded it in a hotel bathroom in Calgary. Well, that 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 I did not know. So that's definitely interesting. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To comment more on James' stuff, James, I definitely want to hear more about your videography stuff when we get to kind of university and like what we what we're doing kind of for work or university. But because that sounds really cool. And also, I wanted to comment that I remember before the podcast started, I was such a nerd when it came to the CFL draft. Like it was something I really got hyped about and really loved and. Something I really wanted to talk about in the show and kind of that be a little bit of a niche for this show is like we have the best draft coverage of any CFL podcast. And, you know, with all due respect to Taylor and Carter, I don't I don't know if they follow the draft as closely, but James playing no. U Sports and actually going up against some of these guys who are on the top 20 list and actually knowing some of these guys on a more personal level. And again, his football knowledge is like, especially prospects is insane so yeah he and i kind of took the reins on the draft stuff and we kind of run that stuff together tell you though it's been easier with you guys doing it though because it, it has piqued my interest a little bit in it and i have been paying more attention since so oh yeah like i i've always found it fun like the draft stuff so i'm glad that you know we were able to make that happen so yeah, and James, I'm glad you also told us that you may have a legit shot of playing when you guys get back up as a center. So that's pretty cool, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. No problem. So our next question here is, what do you do for work or university and where, if you guys want to say? You, you don't have to say what city you're in. You can just give a region if you want. Yeah, I work in uh, Regina, and I... Uh... I sell plumbing stuff at wholesale. I'm in sales, so I sell like tubs and toilets and everything in between and water heaters and boilers and all that stuff to big businesses and little guys and everybody in between. So, yeah, lots of fun. Um, I've been, uh, well, when I was working, I've just been like a cashier in that. But um, right now I am currently uh, unemployed as I'm focusing full-time on college studies. I am at uh, Herzen College in Winnipeg for uh, radio and television broadcasting. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to get into an internship soon if COVID doesn't, you know, throw that plan into the garbage. But yeah, uh, that's what I've been up to. So I graduate, I, long story, bad grades, didn't play university right away. Instead, I had to play CJFL and go to a two-year college. 
graduated that, I go, I was so abrasive to let people know I played at York, but I don't really care. Like, I play at York uh, in the in Ontario and Toronto. I'm from Calgary. Uh, I'm getting my degree in communications. Uh, I've just been work during, I guess you could say during quarantine, I've just been working my butt off trying to lose weight. Because uh, I'm just one of these go-line guys where I'm just like a massive guy. I'm like probably our biggest lineman. But they, I got asked to move to center. And, you know, I'm just trying to shed weight because I'm trying to be that starting guy at center this year. And that's what I'm doing, just working on my snaps, perfecting my craft, working out, you know, and working on the podcast. And then school starts. So that's kind of the stuff I'm doing because I don't know. I don't think I mentioned this, but our season's canceled. So I got a lot of time to get better. You know what they say? You got to get 1% better every day. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh, mine is nothing too special. Uh, I don't know, obviously I'm still in high school, but uh, this counts for anything. I'm planning on going to the University of Regina to hopefully become an accountant. Oh, nice. You're in the same profession as me, so let me know if you need books or anything. Nice. And then for me, uh, I also go to university. I go to the University of Regina. I am in the Faculty of Business and Men. Um, Currently, I'm getting a BBA, but I'm also going to get a certificate in economics while I'm there because I really enjoy econ. It's, you know, it's a lot of the same principles as business, but to me, it's just, again, it's mostly common sense. So I really enjoy that. And yeah, I'm going to also become an accountant with my university degree. So let's see here. Oh, yeah, we just talked about our work in university, I guess. So, James, can you talk a bit more about maybe who you were uh, working with when you were a videographer? Because you mentioned some famous people there. Uh, Alessia Cara, Allison Chains, uh, Foreigner. They sing the song where it's, it's as cold as ice. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of... I did a lot of, like, conferences. Uh, Jack Black's band, Tenacious B. No way. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian Aziz Ansari. The list, it's not even, those were kind of it, but I, I had to leave. It was a great job, but I was here while I was in school, but, you know, I really want to be a CFL player. I love football. Like, I, like honestly, man, if I, if they're, if I got, if it ended today, man, I'd be bawling my eyes. I, I freaking love football, and I'm so upset there's no CFL, even though I'm a huge NFL fan. It's just the amount of friends I've made. There's guys here, like, these guys are my brothers. You know, I'm, I've never been so close with a group of guys. It's just, it's just crazy. It's also crazy how we started this podcast, all because of a group chat, man. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. I know. That's, that's, that's the great part of our stories. We're all very good friends here. We... You know, again, came from a group chat of all things. Like, you know, usually podcasts is like a group of friends that know each other in real life. They're like, hey, let's go do this. But for us, it's like, nah, we're, we're all in a group chat. We're all across Canada. We have guys from small towns here, big cities. You know, we, we have an actual university football player in our ranks. So we're a pretty diverse group of people. And I, you know, yeah. enjoy that, you know, because also... Oh, wait, sorry, go ahead. It's crazy we've been doing this for a year, too, because, like, when we started this, none of us have, like, really, like, talked to each other. Like, we've obviously talked in the group chat, but we've never, like, gone onto a call and talked to each other. So it's crazy that, like, we've been doing this for over a year now and, like, kept going at it and getting stuff out and building. I don't, I don't know if it's, like, building a name for ourselves, but building something that we're all a part of. Yeah, for sure. It's been great. Um... I know a lot of our social media has been blowing up recently, but man, it does not feel like a year. I'll be honest with you. It feels like it's been like six months or something like that. But yeah, it's just time has flown by with this. And five years. it's been fun, man. Like I've enjoyed this. But yeah, I, I like our story and we're a good group of dudes. So that's awesome too. And then, all right, so what's the next question here? All right, what is your guys' favorite CFL memory? Uh, 
Well, I mean, as a Ryder fan, it was really nice to see them win the Grey Cup in 07 and then do it in 13 at home. But one of my favorite memories is got to be, uh, I won a contest, so I got to actually, actually one of the first times I met Deron Carter was, yeah, I won the contest. And then I got to go after practice and uh, like just play catch with him and my buddy on the field. So yeah, that was pretty neat to, you know, do that and get to talk to all the other players that were around too and stuff. So that'd be, yeah, one of my top memories for sure. Um, For me, it would probably be... Um... I'm going to, you know, because there's obviously the Grey Cup. And then uh, after that, I'd probably say um, 2011 um, Eastern Final. It was us against Hamilton again. Um, but it was actually like in Winnipeg. So I was at the game and it was supposed to be the final game at that stadium. We ended up having a one more season after that. But IG Field was supposed to start in 2012. So it was like the last game of like ever at that stadium to go out on a playoff win to go to the Grey Cup and everyone was just having a blast. And that's probably one of my more uh, cherished memories in the CFL. Man, I don't know where to begin. The Stamps have been so, so successful. Um, <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess you're talking about CFL memories. <laughs> Besides the Grey Cup in 2014, which was like ridiculous, that game. And but I feel like 2018 was like such a long time coming, but a game people don't remember that I thought was so ridiculous. I think it was like 2015, 2016. They're playing BC. This is the year that they went on the ridiculous run and lost in the Grey Cup to Ottawa in overtime, <clears throat> where they took they were down like frick, like three scores, three TDs or something, with like five minutes, like last quarter ridiculous. Everyone cleared out except we stayed. The Stamps came back for like triple overtime to win it. And that was crazy. I've never witnessed a football game like that in my life. And I remember the Stamps had such a weird start to the season. They lost to be, they were like, it wasn't like a crazy record. People are kind of counting them out for the great cup, even though they made it there, which they should have won. I want to die that the Stamps constantly blow it. Anyway, besides that, it was either that, but if I said recent, recent, like last year, again against BC, Calgary just says BC's number, where Nick Arbuckle came into the game and won it for them, that was probably one of the craziest moments where the stadium actually was packed and that like my ears were ringing after how crazy it was. It was one of those moments where even though CFL, I would say, oh, that's history, not really. CFL's kind of a niche thing where it's not that big. But it was just so ridiculous to see that, man. Sorry for taking up a lot of time. Oh, it's fine, man. I love to hear these stories. It's super cool. Uh, before I say mine, uh, Taylor, uh, when you said you were won that contest, I was at the game that was like the week after or something, and I, I saw you on the screen. They were doing like a promo for it. That's awesome. That's deadly. <laughs> That's deadly. Yeah, um, time. yeah um, I have one from last year. <clears throat> I mean, I, like, before uh, well, the, the game last year that I will talk about, um, I was at the last game of Old Mosaic, and they did, like, a whole speech and stuff after the game, and that was really cool to see. Um, but last year, um, we Toronto was playing in Regina, and it was where they had, like, a two-hour deep because of lightning and thunder um we stayed and we were right by the tsn panel and they started to crowd surf milt steagle and i was right right um, underneath it and that was wild oh you were a part of the crowd surfing thing dude that's, that's cool. cool dude milt steagle had a blast during that little bit <laughs> he did oh yeah man my favorite like obviously the gray cup this year's one of like the greatest things I've been able to live through. Like my dad was there in person just to see like almost like since he was younger than me, he's never seen the bombers. Well, no, not younger than me. I guess he was a little bit older than me, but he's never seen the bombers win a great cup. So like to see his reaction to like finally like be there and to see that. And like, for me, like this is their first great cup. And for me being alive, it's just, it was one of the greatest things that I've experienced and probably something that will go down in like 
Winnipeg history for like ever. But other than that, like I went to the Banjo Bowl this year with my mom. So that was a pretty big highlight, like watching Streveler completely just turn into a tank and take over that entire game. Like, like, oh, it's just one of the greatest performances I've seen by an individual player. Yeah, that's a good story, too. For me, I have two. One is, you know, watching the Riders live at the Grey Cup go and win it in 2013. And I actually, because we sit at uh, Taylor and Logan and the guys have been to Mosaic Stadium, you know, uh, at the 55-yard line, you know, that's where the visitors go, you know, at the at the visitors' locker room is, right? So, you know... Kids will always go there to, like, get their hands slapped by players and stuff. And I remember doing that during the Grey Cup, and it was still pretty cold, right? So I still had my mitt on, and a Hamilton player, uh, I'm not joking, legit stole my mitt. Like, he, he ripped it from my thing and threw it somewhere. And I remember it was like, like, dude, come on. It was, I think it was Simone Lawrence, but I'm not sure. <laughs> We're going to blame him, though. Yeah, shout, but, shout yeah, out but, Simone Lawrence. No freaking <laughs> Yeah, dude stole my glove at the 2013 Grey Cup. And I remember, man, I was freezing after that, but it was like it was whatever. And then probably a more personal uh, memory of mine was when we got the brand new stadium, New Mosaic Stadium. Uh, they gave my grandma, myself, and my mom a tour, and Keep in mind, my family has had season tickets for, you know, like 50, 60 years. And again, my grandma used to be on the board of directors, right? So when they gave us this tour at that time, Gran was getting old. And, you know, she was at the point where she couldn't really attend games because, you know, it was a long walk to our seat. And I remember we got, I kind of wheeled her around the stadium and we kind of got to see all the cool features and kind of, like the backstage stuff and it was really cool and you know that meant a lot and I remember when she passed uh I didn't expect this but I remember the riders also sent us flowers and condolences so that was nice yeah I think people really like for the CFL being a small league I think people really underestimate like the impact that it has on the people that follow the league because mm. like some absolutely of these, some of these memories like they last 100% a lifetime like I'm never gonna forget like the bombers winning this great cup and like just seeing like the entire city of Winnipeg like come together and do that parade. Portage, Portage and Main Portage shut and down on the night. Yeah. Literally on the night, as soon as we won, the city shut down Portage and Main because it got like flooded with people. Or even like wow, parade over at the Forks, like just like Andrew Harris doing the "You Got My Back" and like everybody there just repeating it back is just one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So I think like people oh. really underestimate like the impact mm-hmm. that this league has on its fans. That's my only regret from the Bombers winning the cup is that I had work like um, I had work. So it would have been a super, super tough call to like or like it would have been super like, you know, on uh, like I might have been late to work if I'd gone to the parade in that. Um, but I was able to go to the uh, I went to like the airport when they landed and there was a whole crowd of people there. Yeah, well, and I was able to go to the yeah, I went to the social after that. So. Like even, or, like, even smaller games, too. Like, anybody that's a CFL fan and they go to, like, their very first game and, like, win or lose, like, those are memories that you're going to keep forever because the CFL is such a small league that people keep to their heart. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's such an intimate league. And, you know, just hearing some of the stories from everybody here, like, almost everybody either knows, like, to see a CFL player or, or you know, knows someone who's been involved with an organization, you know, and... Just that kind of little in- extra intimacy is so cool. And just the fan interaction, too, you know, that you don't get with a big league like the NFL. Like, you don't get, you know, big NFL stars commenting on, you know, your podcast Instagram. But, you know, for us, you know, we get these CFL names. Like, you know, they check out, you know, social media and things like that and mm-hmm. respond to fans. And I think that's super cool. Like, we got Trevor Lawrence. I mean, sorry, Trevor Harris might be not the Clemson QB. When we sure. were nobodies, it's like the fact, like, these guys care that they get, they love when they get recognized because it's not like the NFL where, like, if you're in a city, everyone knows who they are, even though, like, yeah, CFL is big, but it isn't big in certain towns. Like, Regina, it's huge, but these, these, 
it's like where they're not niche, but the, the people NFL. who people who like CFL are diehard football fans, and that when these guys get recognized, it means something to them. Like bring it back to like football memories. There's so many like just bringing this in that like just floods my memory. I actually like really miss it. Like we're not having a CFL league, but I also moved away from home. And just, like, going to games was, like, such a bonding thing with my dad. And it's, like, I can't mm. really do that anymore because when CFL's on, I have training camp. But it's just it's just wild to think about, like, and there's no league. It's just crazy kind of reflecting now on the pod. Sorry to just bring this up and get sort of depressing, but it's just, like, crazy, like, that we're just not having CFL and it just means so much to all of us. Yeah. I know, yeah, like, this is a league that is so close to all of our hearts, and the fact that, you know, yeah, it does suck that we won't have it this year, and we kind of, you know, have to find something else to do in the meantime, you know? Yeah. Like, I never, like, while sports are going on, I kind of, like, underestimated, like, the impact, but, like, now, like, I guess hockey and all that back, but not having the CFL, it's, like, really been noticeable where, like, Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, I can't just turn on the TV and watch, like, sports center highlights or even, like, an end of the game or something like that, just, like, yeah. out of nowhere. It's definitely something I mean, that I've noticed. I thank God for the CFL, like, 40-minute uh, games, though. Yeah. And, like, like, even, like, just like I like it more when they jump around to like previous years and that, and they have like older games on that as well. I know one game that I want to see. I'm not sure. Maybe they've done it. I might just be really, really stupid right now. Um, but me being a Bomber fan, I want them to post the uh, the Miracle Catch game, uh, the Winnipeg versus Edmonton one. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really, really sick game to see the uh, game in forty. Another one that I haven't seen anywhere that like. I guess, like, I thought it was a big game because, like, Bomber and Saskatchewan rivalry, but the Banjo Bowl from this year, I thought was an amazing game. Like, there was a kick return TD, Streveler was balling out. Like, we had Andrew Harris and uh, Streveler out, and we still came uh, back and beat a powerhouse in Saskatchewan. Or Nichols, yeah, sorry. We had we beat a powerhouse in Saskatchewan. I think that was one of the best games of the season that they haven't, like, no highlights or anything anywhere else. Bro, yeah, made, that or the bet, the Labor Day game too, with the walk off uh, kick to dude, win it too. That was insane, you know. Say, like, call them, call them what you want, win, lose, or draw. Labor Day and Banjo Bowl, whichever way they go, they're always fun to watch. Yeah. Oh really yeah, for sure. <laughs> that and the Battle of Alberta are just That's like two of the always. best rivalries, man. Like Battle of Alberta is always so scrappy. I love it, and then. You know, the Sask-Winnipeg rival is just so Ooh. intense. It's great. I have, I have a question. Um, I actually just thought of this now, and um, I want to get everyone's piece on this, if that's okay. Sure. Um, with COVID going on in the league and that, do you think that that's going to possibly hinder the new team in Halifax? Oh, and how bad? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. This the, Our league's been stripped of talent. What do you mean? It's going to be so <laughs> like, hard. Like, it's uh, gonna be like they're gonna be signing like bums from U Sports for this. <laughs> well, they already they already said too that they're like the the stadium is not even a concern for them right now, and that's the first thing they need is a stadium. So as long yeah. as that's as long as that's not happening, that team's not happening. If I'm being yeah. honest, well, they're like yeah. Oh wait, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. Even before COVID, like I didn't even really like the idea of the schooners just because like. The ride or not the riders, sorry, the Red Blacks are such like not a new team, but they're still fairly like just kind of started the league in the last decade. That like already adding a new team in a league that's not thriving is kind of a risky move. I mean, yeah. I, liked I liked it, and I mean, I think if you, like they did it smart, they have a team that's covering the entire East Coast. Like yeah. everyone's gonna be like rooting for them. Especially if you call them the Atlantic Schooners instead of the uh, Halifax Schooners. Yeah, because so. Halifax is a big enough city, and the Maritimes is a big enough area that they could absolutely support a team. It's just, yeah, given with COVID holding everything up, I think it's definitely going to delay the process of acquiring a team there by a couple of years. Maybe when the economy gets back on track and we see a better end of the business cycle... Uh, we could probably see a team come in around then, but when that comes around after this pandemic, who knows? 
like, but who also knows if the CFL's going to recover? Yeah. And it's also an endemic. We're in it. An epidemic is something that's happening. We're in it. It's it's an endemic. Fun fact, everyone. So stop saying pandemic, you kids. <laughs> oh, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, again, we got to find out when, you know, when this is over, what's going to happen. You know the league's gonna have some tough times ahead, but overall, this is this isn't the XFL or the AAF. This league's been around for over a hundred years, so I think we're gonna be we're gonna come out uh, of this in a good way. I think the league's gonna be okay, but yeah, we'll find out. And then to our final Q and A question. So, what are your favorite hobbies outside of sports? Uh, I like to play Xbox. I like to game. Uh, like I think uh, Jimmy mentioned earlier, me and James do some of the edits for the page. So, I do those uh, on the side for fun for a couple different things. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I'm planning a wedding at the end of the month, and I got two kids, so they keep me pretty busy. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Shout out Taylor and his beautiful family and him getting married. <laughs> yep. yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, man. Let's go. Thanks, dogs. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm a big video game nerd as well. I just uh, built my first PC, so I'm super excited, especially that DC announced that there's the uh, the Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad game coming out. Yeah. So that, oh, yeah. Those are going to be dope. Um, also, I help out with some people. Um, in the music scene, I help out with uh, some producing for EDM. I don't, like, do a ton, but, like, you know, I'm just there as, like, an ideas guy uh, for some people. And uh, that's always fun as well because I love that kind of music. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I do in my spare time. Uh, my spare time, I just game. I rip a lot of PlayStation, uh, Call of Duty, but I'm absolutely filthy on the sticks in Madden. I run five plays and I'll beat you down. I challenge anyone listening. <laughs> PlayStation, a swag tornado, all caps, no spaces. Uh, but besides that, a, a hobby. Well, I love movies too. I'm a film nerd. But besides that, a real hobby I took up was golfing. I am trash, but I love it. I'm like John Daly on that on that fairway, baby. If anyone here follows golf, but I, I I'm actually obsessed with golf now. I've been watching golf. There is golfers I have liked just because of their swagger outside of golf and like podcasts I listen to. But man, I've been watching so much golf. I don't know if anyone's watching, listening to this. It's uh, August 30th. Did anyone watch the John, uh, Rom win uh, the BMW uh, tournament, bro? Oh my God, him. And, and when he, uh, man, Justin Thomas. Bro, that was crazy how Justin Thomas hit that just so they'd have to replay the 18th hole. That was crazy. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I like golf now. That's it. It's fun, James man. Likes, <laughs> James likes golf. That's the story of the hey, podcast. Well, golf is like baseball. If you understand the um, the intricacies, it's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't got too much hobbies those sports. You know, I like to play uh, some COD, uh, especially with uh, the new Modern Warfare that came out this year. That was a really big step up. Um, I mean, this isn't really outside of sports, but I like to hit the field and just punt the ball. That's something I've been doing uh, for a while. I got a big leg. I can boot at 40 yards, tons of hang time. It's always fun. That's good. (laughs) You might have a job after all these off Yeah, hey, man. Next legendary kicker out of Regina. (laughs) Yep. Let's go. Um, I like, um, football's kind of like a second sport for me. Like, I'm really, really, really big into soccer or Anglo- um, European football. Um, it's like my main sport that I follow and I've played through high school. I've tried out for the professional Win- or uh, Winnipeg team. So that's kind of a big thing. I also play video games and all that stuff, but usually play in Warzone with uh, James and Logan, so... Yeah, not a lot going on, but Andy's slaying in pizza, baby. A dollar. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tossing the dough. 
And yeah. tossing salads. She can do the salads and dominoes for her. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, for me, again, I haven't been doing too much either. Uh, during the pandemic, uh, usually I work a summer job, but just because, again, a lot of business jobs aren't hiring because, you know, people are working remotely and things like that. So, you know, you, oh, okay, good to know. But, uh, you know, admin assistants are really not in demand right now. So, generally, you know, I just decided, you know, I'll just take classes and, you know, shave half a year off my degree. And so I've been doing that this summer. And then, you know, I played a lot of Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, and, you know, play a bit of Warzone with the guys. You know, we're all pretty good at it. We all have a lot of fun. And, yeah, uh, other Mike, than that... Mike I've... is not good, don't edit that out. <laughs> Mike is not good. No, I... I dog, dog, don't be like that. I'm, I'm decent. Come on, don't sounds even... Like, don't sounds even like we could have a gunfight tournament in the squad. Oh, <laughs> hell Yeah. Gunfight's anyway, different than Warzone. Yeah, true. I, I'm yeah. a decent Warzone player. Like I, I've got a couple solo wins at but, least. You know, I, I think I've won once or twice with you guys. IW is slacking though, and they don't have custom games. Blackout had custom games like halfway through the year. Yeah, that's it's true. Unbelievable. Yeah, but how popular was Blackout? Yeah, it was not Blackout as big as Warzone. Sucks. Okay, so another uh, game I've been, you know, playing a lot that you can't get into it now. It was just because of some issues they had with distribution. They weren't letting any more people in. I've been alpha testing a game called Dead Matter, which is a survival game based in North, or southern Alberta. So that's been really fun. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I can't say too much because it's under NDA, but yeah, that, that's been fun. And, yeah, that's just been what I've been doing mostly, playing a lot of Modern Warfare multiplayer and testing out Dead Matter. Jimmy was going to say Warzone, but he's not, because I said he was bad at it. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> keep that in. Yeah. I said I was going to say that. Keep that in. I said I was going to say it. No, no, do not keep that in. But, um... <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, I've been, yeah. uh... Pl- I've been into uh, Halo 5 myself. My friend got me into that, so we've been playing that. And Madden's come out, and yeah, just planning the wedding. It's my co Fair enough, man. Oh, yeah, we, we haven't gotten to that part yet. Shout out to Taylor's wedding. wedding. Sorry, I Shout out to his beautiful family. <laughs> okay, you cut that out, too, because we're out of yeah, water here. So now we move on to our COVID activities, where this is just, again, something we're going to recommend to you, the audience, to go and try out. So... For me, uh, I know Carter and I have been kind of going back and forth with gaming recommendations. So for me, I'm going to say try out Plant Side 2. It's an older game. It came out uh, a fairly long time ago, probably about four or five years ago. But it's unlike any other game you're really ever going to play because it's a map, but there's like a thousand people or more fighting on the same map as you. And you are fighting for control of this map and, you know, kind of like a domination-style thing where it's like the team with the most points on the map wins after either a certain point or teams capture enough of the map. It's really fun. Again, it's very unique. There's nothing quite on the scale of Planetside 2 even now. So, And also, it's free. So, yeah, no reason not to check it out. It's, you know, it's all over. You can get it on PS4, PC, or Xbox. So go check out Planet Side 2. Oh, I thought, at first I thought you said Warzone, and I said you shouldn't recommend that. You're not good at it. <laughs> no. Okay. Again, cut that out. Cut that out. Jesus. No, no. Jesus, Jesus, man. Control yourself. It's unavoidable. No, it's not. Jimmy doesn't want it out there. He's bad. I don't. I'm good at Warzone, bro. What are you talking about, man? No, you're not. Bro, you're debating this so hard, man. I know. Well, you just keep saying I'm bad, and it's like, how? It's like, We're going to move to the next. All right, next one. We're going to go to you, Carter. All right, so. Okay, uh, for me, if you've been on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anything like in terms of the gaming universe right now, then you've heard of this game. Uh, it's Fall Guys, super fun for all ages. 
Um, and it's sort of like a battle royale in the fact that it's like last person standing, but it's a bunch of mini games. So it'll start out with 60 people and it'll be like a race. And if you're in the top 40, you advance, then 30, 20, 15, and then the goal is to be the last one standing. Super addictive. Um, just it's nice. It's a good change of pace from, you know, all the shooters that I regularly enjoy and all that just to sort of sit back and I can, you can kind of turn your brain off because it's like, you know, all you can do is run, jump, dive and grab people. So, yeah. yeah, I've watched a couple of guys stream that game and, you know, it, it gets intense, man. Like it looks so casual, but, you know, in the heat of the moment, that game can get intense if you're really competitive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I myself have been playing Halo 5 and uh, Madden 21 that just came out. Pretty much the same thing as Madden 20, but uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, and planning a wedding too, I guess. Yeah, that, that's been fun and uh, taking up a lot of time. And uh, yeah, no, but it's good. So what are you guys planning to do for your wedding? Are you going to do like a church wedding or is it going to be like an open thing? Or how are you guys going to do that? No, nah, I don't know. I don't know if Jeebus likes me, but uh, we're we're just like renting out a hall. Fair enough, fair enough. Doing it there, yeah. I thought, aren't you guys doing some taxidermy thing for it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have stuffed lions and pigs and yeah, was, lots of guinea pigs everywhere. That's the theme is guinea pigs. Interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. I've... I've... Uh... <laughs> I've... Uh... <laughs> I've uh, <laughs> I've been um I I don't know I've gotten really into real. <laughs> well I, I'm sorry James is a little bit inebriated here so I'm not inebriated I'm a hundred percent sober I'm a goddamn tank if I All was right, inebriated man. I'd be cussing don't yeah, cut we this know. don't that's cut fair this enough out. don't cut this out <laughs> I've been getting a lot into golf um. Please, please, no one here mention Warzone. Mike is horrible <laughs> at it. <laughs> okay, keep talking trash, man. Okay, keep talking okay. trash. I've gotten into golf a lot, man. Oh my god, I've been playing out here in Toronto. I'm I'm horrible, but I absolutely love it. I've been watching a lot of golf. Like today, it's the 30th of August. I don't know if anyone saw John Rahm. Oh my god, these guys went head to head. Justin Thomas with that putt that was ridiculous. And now they're going head-to-head -head, number one and two for the FedEx Cup. That's ridiculous. Besides that, I've been playing Warzone with some of the guys in here. Getting a lot of dubs. Uh, minus Mike, he's been taking a lot of L's. <laughs> bro, yeah, bro, how do you play in Warzone, bro? Bro, bro he's like, like multiplayer. He's like placing like top 30. Anyway. Dude, um, dude, look, look at the I've stats in our COD sheet. There's a reason I have the best win rate of all of us. No, you don't. I've played. Yes, I do. You get lucked. Like you got getting, Yes, getting... that's how you win. You camp until the end. You don't go out and get shot and die. Yeah, two that's, kills that's how you take... by twelve kills, brother. Anyway, that's... Mike's getting upset. I... Keep this in. Keep this in. You're Bruh. keeping this in. You're keeping this in. <laughs> you, you can you can get all the kills you want, but again, you, somebody who's using an aimbot might just dome you, and then you're done. I haven't played COD in two months because I moved into a new place with bad internet, and I still have more wins. Anyway, dude, I haven't um... played I haven't played Warzone in several months either. I've been playing multiplayer. Like I played Domination Brandon, and Brown Wars. Yeah, let's. Brandon, yeah, you, you Brandon, can leave this in. You can leave this let's in. Move on. Let's move Brandon, on. Brandon, yes. Please move this in. But wait one sec. Leave this in. But I've been yeah. playing a lot of Madden 21, even though that just came out besides that. Man, I'm freaking filthy on the sticks in Madden. Anyone wants to play PS4 Swag Tornado, all caps, no space. I'll beat you with my five plays every time. Bro, we should actually do that. Just challenge, like, get all the fans. But, like, yo, play James and Madden. Yeah, twenty person tournament. Yeah, I'd be down for that. But I, I'm trash. I'm trash at Madden. Like I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm, I'm no good at that. Like nobody got I've, I've played one person in here and I beat them like fifty to three. Yeah. No caps. And they were using the Ravens. They're which using is, the Ravens, which, which is yeah. OP. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Logan though. Yeah, I think oh. it, was, it was either Logan, Brandon. I don't know if it was Jimmy. Yeah, I usually play. Don't play Warzone with him. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let, keep keep throwing that salt, bro. 
Yeah, my activities have been mostly playing Warzone and stuff with James and Logan, uh, working a lot, like, I work pretty much every day, so that does a lot. Other than that, nothing really, just kind of sleeping and watching The Office. Good job. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know, I haven't watched a ton of stuff, just watched a bunch of documentaries, but other than that, you know. I guess we forgot about Logan. Yeah. That's kind of my fault, I completely took over. It's fine. Logan, what have you been up to, man? Nothing, just been hitting the sticks with uh, James and Brandon Warzone. Not much Madden lately, because I find the Madden 21 kind of, you know, bad. It's like the same thing as last year, except with more bugs, so. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Logan's also been having an affair with my boss, Darren. <laughs> Man, you 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 really promoting Darren here in this episode, bro? Yeah, we've been promoting a lot, like Darren, Domino's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who Jimmy else? Sucking at Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> Hey man, if people want to see the numbers, I I will post them on our page. I don't even care. The twelve hey, listeners. Jimmy, I, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go on codstats.net, put in your info, and tell me what percentile you're in. All right. So, with all the trash talk and letting you guys know what we've been up to, um, that concludes the show. Again, check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube for our podcast and our social medias. Just search True North CFL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, or our new Facebook page. And yeah, it concludes the show. Thanks for listening to our Q&A special. And again, if you want to know when the what we're doing with the episodes and our plan, uh, that's going to be up on our social media eventually. So stay tuned. Otherwise, this is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.